570. An L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. We continue on Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Don't forget, Charger Seahawk tickets. Somebody's going to win them this hour. All right, now you're on the clock. Don't start calling. It's too soon. But we will give you a cue to call, and then we'll give you a chance to win the tickets. Uh, also, don't forget to get the free iHeartRadio app. If you don't have it, what are you waiting for? If you have the app, you can stream the show live wherever you go. doesn't matter where you are in the country. Angela calls from Honolulu. Our buddy calls from Virginia. We have people listening to us in everywhere Texas. around the world. Yeah, we're not exaggerating. It's really true. You know, it is 2022. The world is different. Yes. Things have changed. And you have the technology to take us wherever you go. And if you miss any part of the show, and I, I know people that podcast the show because they tweet me at night and talk about things we've said Late on the show. Late at night? Yeah. Yeah. While I'm sitting there at NBC doing whatever it is I do at night. Waiting to go on for my three minutes is, at 11 o'clock. Whatever it is you do at night. What is it you do at night, Kevin? Uh, ready? I sit there. And do what? Sit. <laughs> That's what I do. What do you want me to do? I sit there. I <laughs> look at highlights. Then I go on TV and talk about them. <laughs> That's what I do every night. I sit and get ready to go on and tell you what happened. Despite the fact you already know what happened. So that's a bit of an issue. I'm telling you what happened despite <laughs> the fact you already know what happened. Why? Why Why are you assuming people already know, Fred? Because it's 2022. <laughs> it's not 1958. It's 2022. When I started in TV, uh, we had to take film cameras to games, shoot the highlights on film, bring the film back to the studio, put it in a film processor, process it, take it out, splice it together, and then tell you what happened. And for most people, that was the only way to find out what happened if the game wasn't televised. Today, anything that happens in any game, you know about instantaneously because you get an alert or you just check online later. So by the time I come on at 11 o'clock and I'm happy to be doing this and thrilled to be there, I'm telling you what you already know. Do you think that's a reason fewer people watch TV local news today? I think so. Because think we're telling you what you already know. We we need to try to approach that a little differently. And smarter yeah. people than I think about that all the time. Okay. Ned Coletti's on <laughs> bottom of the hour. And now we need some spirituality. Oh, boy, do we. And to provide that spirituality... Let's welcome on our good friend, Vic the Brick, with the Daily Haiku at 2. And Vic, good afternoon. He has not wrestled any bears in the last 24 hours. He's Fred Rogan. Hello, Vic. If this man wrestled a bear, he'd put the bear down for a standing three count. It's Rodney Pete. <laughs> VTP! 
You would wrestle that bar, that bear. Damn right, Vic. You damn right. That bear don't stand a chance. No way. I'm taking Pete versus the bear. I'm taking Pete. Yes, sir. And he refuses to do any heavy camping. He'll do some light camping. But the great outdoors is not so great when it involves wild animals attacking the campsites. It's Kevin Fagus. Staying in my own damn house, Vic. Yeah. And of course, he provides the incredible sounds of silence and sounds of ecstasy. It's Ronnie Facio King on the Flavor, ones and the twos. I'm telling you. So listen, have you guys heard about that giant sunfish they just caught off the coast of Portugal? I read about it. What was it, 600 pounds? 800 pounds? Fred, that's a very conservative estimate. 6,000 pounds. 6,000 pounds? One fish? Can you believe it? Was it the entire sun? <laughs> It was the it's entire the galaxy. It's the equivalent of 6,000 pounds when you turn into a fish. It weighs 6,000 pounds. Whale? No, a whale's more than 6,000 pounds, isn't it? Whale's more than 6,000? Killer I whale? believe so. I believe the, the whale... Whales. I mean, what whale are we talking about? Great Wait, white that's... shark? What kind of whale are we big... talking about? I think the whales are more than 6,000 pounds. What about a... Depends on the uh, whale. Uh, you know, Diet. What about a great white shark? We gotta look this up. Pounds? Now we gotta look this up, Rodney. That's I fascinating stuff. I, I'm not even sure how much the great white shark weighs. All right. We, says we just know how female great white can be 4,200 to 5,000 pounds. Wow. That's insane. Okay. Isn't that insane when you think about white. it? Yeah. And whales can weigh up to 150 tons. These are miracles on the earth, really. Compare a whale to an elephant. So a whale could weigh 150 tons, an elephant could weigh 4.5 tons. It's a miracle that we're lucky enough and blessed enough to have these amazing animals and fish on our planet. Unfortunately, this yeah, unfortunately this giant sunfish had had passed away. The, the prior record was uh, another sunfish they found off the coast of Japan. Sunfish look like? A big sunfish. Humongous. How long do the, sunfish usually live? Well, it's a lot of bulk. Think how much they got to eat. Ooh, that'll feed a village for a year and a half, Vic. They're going to maintain the weight. And, you know, always swimming. The sunfish is swimming. Amazing, huh? Just amazing stuff. Amazing. Was well, also amazing stuff. It's the heaviest it's of all bony fish. What's that? The sunfish? Yeah. Heaviest of all bony fish. Underrated fish in the in the entire spectrum of the Underrated. fish. Underrated. Yeah. Fish culture. Yeah. It says their lifespan in a natural habitat uh, not yet to be determined. Though in captivity, they live up to uh, 10 years. 
So that fish grew to 6,000 pounds? Good lordy, lord. In 10 years? That's a hell of a sunfish. Yeah. And where, where did where did it, uh, where was it sighted, Vic? Off the coast of Portugal. Ay, ay, ay. Or Portugal, if you choose. Portugal. Exactly. Portugal. Biggest bony fish ever found. Good Lord. It's a record breaker. So give love to the mighty sunfish whenever you, you see them or hear about them. Please. Give love All to the mighty, mighty the sunfish. Oh, hail the sunfish. Yeah. Go sunfish, go sunfish, go sunfish, go. You guys excited about Lakers Clippers tonight? Yeah, I'm excited to see how they both look. Right? Against each other. Yeah. Are you are, are you buying though what Russell Westbrook is cooking on the angry hamstring? What's he cooking, Vic? Well, he says what he's been starting for 14 years in the NBA. Suddenly, remember D. Ham thrust him into coming off the bench. That's when he injured his hamstring. He said he didn't know how to warm up, thus he sustained the injury. Hey, I'm D. Ham. And I'm stirring this wacky gumbo of a Laker roster. I'm telling Russ, my pot of gumbo doesn't need a kooky crawfish. Suck it up, Russ. Everyone's role is being defined. Yeah, I, I don't know if I buy that, quite frankly. I, I don't know if I buy that. But coming off the bench caused his hamstring injury? Caused him to warm up differently for the game. Oh, I thought you weren't buying the fact that Darvin Ham said he doesn't need uh, kooky crawfish in his gumbo. Yeah, yeah. That's a thing, though, Fred. Don't get me wrong. I was saying that's a, it's a thing coming off the bench as opposed to starting the game. It's a thing. Mindset yeah, but what, why, mentally and your body. Yeah, but... Your body warms up. Your body warms up. Okay. For the game. And you go start the game, you never cool off. You never cool off because you, you're... Go from the warm-ups to horn sounds. You get introduced. Your adrenaline's flowing. Boom, boom, boom. You go play. Opening tip. So that six or Sitting seven minutes—that six or seven minutes would make it a difference. Could, yeah. I'm not saying it, it's what happened, but it's certainly—it's certainly a thing. You know, it's kind of like us. Before if you don't warm up, like if you don't keep yourself loose while you're sitting over there, the six, seven minutes, doing something on the bench. Yeah, that's a thing. So it, it's kind of like us. I mean, every day before we go on, and I've noticed you doing it, you start these vocal exercises. Yes. So, if for some reason we were delayed five minutes after you'd gone through your ritual of vocal exercise, yes. you could strain your larynx. Yes. Same thing? Yes. Okay. That's a salient point, Fred. Salient point. Remember, Dennis Rodman used to ride the bicycle on the sidelines to keep warm. Maybe they should put a bike out there for Russ. Maybe, you know, whatever it takes. You know, I'm a Russell Westbrook fan. But him declaring that coming off the bench created the the hamstring issue, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little leery. I think at this point, you support D. Ham and this wacky gumbo that he's stirring with a giant spoon. Yeah. You just need to suck it, suck it up. 
You may like that gumbo, Vic. You may like it. Just try it. I like what D-Ham is cooking. It should be a, I think an excellent one tonight. Bronze came off the 31 up, up in San Francisco. AD at what, 26, 35 healthy minutes. Um, Westbrook at a double-double. So there were signs, baby steps for the Lakers. Vic, this is, you know, you know what, Vic, I just want to say, as you really yeah. look at it, it's it's not on Russ. Russ is going to be Russ. Russ is a, 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 a square peg in a round hole. That That's the only problem here. He plays just like Russ. It's just they already have somebody that does what he does. They're asking him to do something differently, and it's hard. Everybody wants to blame Russ. He's the center of attention, but at the end of the day, he's just doing what he does. It's not his fault that they put him in that position. And if you look at the stats, which you know I, I don't delve deeply you know, into stats. I'm more of a pure gut guy. Yes. But Westbrook had the best uh, point differential up in the uh, opening night. A better point differential than Braun and AD when he was on the court. So, listen, it's going to be a wild season for Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. Meanwhile, the Clippers, they are so deep, so deep. They're deeper than the Marianas Trench. Micronesia, y'all. Where America's is. Day begins. Half a day, sports fans. There it is. All the Chamorro brothers and sisters. Oh, baby, Vic. It wouldn't be a week without the Marianas Trench reference. Marianas Trench, man. Come on, baby. Come on. Yeah. I mean, the, the, but the Clipper domination in recent years has been incredible. I'm not sure what the numbers are, but I know that they've dominated. Total domination. But they, tonight, Lakers going to have a good run. Why? They don't want to embarrass DeHam. They're... They're going to have a spirited run tonight. It's going to be a close game. Well, how are the Clippers going to run tonight, Vic? Well, we'll see. They'll be fine. But I think the Lakers are going to up their game than uh, what they what they showed up with the Warriors. They're going to play better than the opening night. So I should uh, call my friends in Vegas and have them take the Lakers plus two and a half is what you're saying, Vic. It's only two and a half? what it was yesterday. Let me check. It's oh, going to it be a tight game. Well, I say a tight game. It's, you know, two, three points sounds right. Oh. That, that does sound correct. That's, that's, that's interesting to me. Well, it's good right, to see Roger, the clue. It's, it's up to five. It's now five and a half. That makes sense. It's going to be a close game no matter what. Oh, by the way, remember Hartenstein, the former Clipper? Yeah. Went to yeah. the Knicks. Excellent first game with the Knicks. Knicks lost to Memphis, but Hardenstein had a gr really an excellent game, like 15 and 6. I'm going to miss that guy, that blue-collar dude. But there's, you know, Clippers have, you know, such a deep roster, I, they can absorb the loss of a Hardenstein. But I think it's going to be a righteous run tonight, tight run, with the Lakers will ball for DeHam. Which, of course, all leads back 
to the haiku. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. Oh, yeah, it does, Brad. You know it you, does. You know. Okay, I, I wasn't aware that that all led back to the haiku. Yes, it does. D Ham's gumbo yes. leads okay. to the. Mix it up. The, the, cook it in a pot like gumbo. Come on now. And this haiku has been brewing and percolating inside oh. the head of Katsuhika oh. Oh. Hokusai. Hokusai. You bringing out the Hokusai? He's a Basho devotee. Yes, he is. And just to give you a heads up, he uses imagery of spring uh. to describe his writing process. Uh. See, I believe you guys are in for a treat uh. from Katsuhika Hokusai. Hokusai. This haiku for you on this Thursday. October the 20th. I write, erase, rewrite, erase again, and then a poppy blooms. I'm feeling you. Hokusai. Okay, well, what, what's fascinating about that, he writes, erases, rewrites, erases, and then the, the poppy blooms. So how long was he writing for? Six months? He wrote, erased it, I, and then another two months he wrote, I, erased I, I, it. Again, again, Fred, you're desecrating the process. You're focusing on the wrong thing, Fred. Well, I mean, why the guy had a lot to write. Why are you really so non Objective. Be objective on this stuff and grow the mind, Fred. Why are you focusing on how long it took for the rewrite? Because that was the whole point of it. In the process writes of him writing all of this, a poppy writes bloom. rewrites. Whether it's a day, two days, two weeks, Fred. Like how long the point does it is take? he rewrite. All right, but how long does it take a poppy to bloom? That's a Mother Nature question, Fred. Okay. Well, that's what I was just wondering. That's what you're I wondering? I write? Yeah. I erase. That's correct. Rewrite, Rewrite. Yeah. erase again, Sure. and then a poppy blooms. Feeling you. I'm feeling you. Yeah, okay. All right. I think I it's brilliant. Like I don't like that, Fred. I don't like that on a Thursday. What What? what don't I, you I, like? I, I don't you like that. You sound jaded, Fred. You sound yeah, a little jaded. You, you feel that, Vic? You feel that from I Fred? do. I yeah. get that inkling. Yes. There's an essence of jadism. Jadism. Yes, there is. Is that a word? I just created it, Fred. <laughs> By the way, Fred, uh, 90 days, it says, is how long it takes for a poppy to bloom. 90 Thank you. Days. So that, that writing procedure was 90 days. Three months. He wrote, thought about it, erased it, wrote again, erased it, boom, a poppy. Feeling you. Now I got it. Thank you. <laughs> An enlightenment for Fred Rogan. Very nice. Vic, good job on the haiku today. It's going to be a sensational run tonight if I listen to all the action. Lakers, Clippers, AM570, LA Sports. Yeah, <laughs> let's run, y'all. <laughs> Rogan and Rodney. AM570. LA Sports. LA Sports. LA Sports. Yeah, let's run, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Want to give you uh, oh, $1,000 in spending cash for the holidays. Listen weekdays between 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. for your chance to win. Want to put a grand in your hand? Keep listening. We still got Charger tickets against the Seahawks to give away. When we come back, Ned Coletti will join us. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Grand. That's grand. Enter it now. Do it. AM570LASports.com. 
Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much, yes. Speaking of which, traffic. Bro, yo, it's Cruz, J. Cruz, Cruz Show, Rio 92.3. Shout out to my guys, Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete. Those are my guys, my guys. Hey! Uh-huh. Let's go, let's go! You know what that means. Come on, Fred, you know what that means. I know exactly what it means. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan on a hump day, and we need some. We need some guidance. We had spirituality. And now we need guidance. Yeah, we do. And we're going to get that guidance from a man who apparently is uh, speaking at Lakeside here in Toluca Lake tonight. Lakeside Country Club? Yeah, Keith Phillips, who listens to the show, sent me a text. Okay. And he said Ned's going to be out there tonight answering questions. Oh, Ned. So I thought, well, then. Ned's going to be uh, right around the corner from my house. Yeah, you guys go over to uh, go over to Patty's. Why not? Here he is, Ned Coletti. Ned, how are you? Hey, oh, it's big boy. Doing good. Hey, good good tune you got there. Hey, Ned, somebody texted me and said you're going to speak at Lakeside tonight. That's correct. My buddy Tom Dreesen <laughs> uh, is uh, hosting a little little dinner chat on the Dodgers, so be making my way over there a little while. You know, Ned, you are that's in Fred's hood. Man. You're literally three minutes from my house. Well, you're like like then three minutes from Lakeside. Oh, thanks for that, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> Come on by. Yes, I'll let you in. I'll get you in there. Yes, <laughs> you think you know somebody and get Fred in, Ned? <laughs> I know somebody. <laughs> you know, I had dinner with Sinatra years ago because of Tom Dreesen. Tom was the opening act for Frank for like 11 years, and before that, Sammy Davis Jr., both Chicago guys, and uh, just one of my dearest friends. Amazing oh, career. Nice. All right. Nice. Well, Ned. Let's put a bow on the Dodgers season, talk about what you think happened and where they go from here. Well, obviously the hitting, uh, you know, lost. They, they lost uh, a lot of their momentum through their at-bats, I thought. At the same time, I, I kept holding out hope that they would win this thing. When I looked at San Diego's lineup, and granted, they, got, they had the one big inning in the, in the, fourth, in the fourth game, the one big inning that, that got them the lead, took them back from three down. But really, except for Machado and once in a while Soto, Grissom had a tremendous series. Yeah. They had a lot of holes in that lineup. I mean, you could, get, you could get Myers out all day long. And he came up a lot of times with guys on base. So I thought San Diego's lineup had enough soft spots to it that if the Dodgers could get their offense rolling, that they would they'd win what they needed to win. But the offense just could not get going. Good at bats, good players, obviously. I mean, star players. But I thought San Diego gave them a lot of leeway and a lot of opportunity to cash in. Pitching was good, you know. The pitching did the pitching what you would hope the pitching would do. Not sure I would have taken Anderson out of that game at that point in time, having used the bullpen for almost eight innings the night before. I think Tony got four outs. I think he went one and a third. So you had that in a long bullpen game then maybe seven innings because you didn't play at the end. But you also had the um, big Sunday game where you don't know how that's going to play. So it's almost like you need to probably keep a reliever or two just in case. I mean, if, if, if you start to, to bleed, you gotta, you got to stop it, certainly. But I didn't see Anderson bleeding in the fifth inning. I thought that there was more to get out of him 
which would have changed the dynamic, I thought, going forward. But, hey, that's the beauty of baseball. You can talk about it forever, and there's always a million different things that, that come to mind. Yeah, and, and Ned, I mean, everybody has their opinion of what they should or shouldn't done and all those type of things. And I, I kind of look at it at the end of the day, and I come from, from the obviously from the player lens. At the end of the day, it is what you just said. If the Dodgers just hit a little bit, runners in scoring position, just hit and do what they've done all season long, uh, they win the series going away because they yes. left so many runners on base and they just did not hit when they needed to hit. There was no timely hitting. And it's that put simple. The, put the put the, the offensive lens on, on San Diego and their, their pitching lens and the offensive lens, to use your, your term, Rodney. They know the Dodgers. Obviously, the Dodgers have beat them 15 times out of 19 going into that series. So they know how, and not just one year, but for a few years, dominant. They know that that lineup can really produce, and so they've got to be extra careful for it. Every time they got one of the top five or six guys out, that was a little bit of piece of momentum for San Diego. Not that they ever relaxed or thought they had it in the bag type of thing, but every time, and momentum sits on almost every pitch when you get to the postseason. Many pitches, there's no momentum attached, but almost every pitch has got something attached to it. So every time you had the runner in scoring position and you couldn't cash it in for L.A., that gave San Diego more confidence, more and more confidence. And as we all know, an athlete with confidence, kind of playing with the house's money no less, because nobody expected them to win, suddenly now they get confidence. Suddenly now they are playing free and easy, and the other guys are, are looking around going, hey, you know, we're running out of time here. Right. Well, Ned, immediately following the game, everybody wanted to point the finger at somebody. It's, it's Dave Roberts' fault. That's why they lost. It's Andrew Friedman's fault because he did a very bad job of constructing a roster. Uh, some said it was the players' fault. Rodney said, hey, you know what? They got to play. W- when you're trying to affix blame in a situation like that, is it possible? You know, I have a hard time with affixing blame. Sports is hard, and that doesn't mean anybody gets a pass. But there's so many different plays in every game, in every series. It's tough to focus in on one player and say, or one manager, or one executive, or one part of the team, and say, you know, this is this is why it happened. This person didn't come through. Uh, Dave was too quick with, you know, didn't run the bullpen the right way. Andrew didn't build a good enough roster. Those are all easy things to say, but they're not necessarily accurate because I don't think there's one game that, or one play that dictates what goes on or, or situations. Now I go back to the Philly series, back at the two LCSs we had in, in a long time ago now. And Jonathan Broxton gave up a big home run to Matt Stairs one year, and the next year he walked him and gave up a, a, a two-run double to Jimmy Rollins. Everybody looks at that. What we didn't look at, what people didn't look at, is in that game, the Rollins game, we had multiple opportunities to open up a five, six, seven-run lead and didn't do it. So a lot of times in any sport, especially in baseball, you key in on, okay, Tyler Anderson should have pitched into the sixth. You key into a certain at-bat, certain thing here or there. But really, it's a team wins and a team loses. And San Diego, for, for four days, did everything they could right and still had the holes in their lineup. I'm, I'm, I was shocked at, at, that they were able to stay in the game against L.A., but they did. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, 
So looking forward, Ned, there's a whole lot of situations that, that not only um, Andrew Freeman and, that, the, and the Dodgers got to look at, um, obviously the fans are looking to next year and what happens and, and all those things. When do you start talking about that? I know it's immediate and you like kind of taking it all in still. And, and Andrew Freeman had the press conference uh, a couple of days ago and says, you, you know, season just ended. We've got to get right into it. But when does it start? that you start looking at the guys you have and where do you start at? Like, is it the free agents that are there? Is it keeping guys? Is it, uh, where from your, your point of view, do you start the process? Well, you, you gain information all season long. And there's probably nothing that occurred in the last week that will change the opinion. Uh, you've got your opinion. You've got your your buildup of information starting in April and crescendoing into the end of September and a couple of days into October. So you've got the information. You have to look at your budget, look at your payroll, obviously, and where that's going to be. And you have to look at your minor league system and figure out, okay, who can we really count on? Not who's going to be a big league player one day, but who can give us a full big league season? Hey, there ain't nothing in sport test you like a big league season can. Some guys can give you a couple months of it as young players. Some guys can give you more than that. Some guys are rookies of the year, and they give it to all the time. But not everybody can. So you've got you to be really wise with how you look at your own system and what they're capable of. And I think you always try to stay in-house, whether it's your own system, whether it's your own free agents. You've got a little bit of time here to kind of think through free agency. Uh, it sounds like uh, they're going to do the same thing with Clayton. They did a year ago, let him. Uh, walk his own walk and decide what what is best for him and Ellen and the kids, which is, you know, a, a great a great thing on all sides to be able to to do that at his at this stage of his career and his life. Um, but I think you, you start inside and you figure out what who you can afford to keep, who you have that could step in. But you got to be realistic in it. This season is this team is meant to play seven months of competitive baseball with the last two months being ultra-competitive, at least the last month ultra-competitive, tough to be ultra-competitive 22 games up. But that's how it's built. It's not built for you know, two months, a week, uh, you know, six weeks. It, it's built for that period of time. So you look at your farm system. You know, do they have a shortstop? Do they need Trey Turner? You start there, I guess. You know, Justin Turner, one of my... One of my favorite players of all time. You know, where, where's he at in his career? And they have an option on him. You got Cody. You know, not quite free agent eligible, but a couple tough years here. So, you know, where are you at with that? Guys typically don't take take uh, less money when they get in the, the arbitration system. So, you know, what what value is that? A lot of different choices. A lot of different things. This is probably the year that has more. Um, key crossroads coming to it than maybe any year in the past, uh, in my recollection, because you've got a lot of different things you got to think about. You know, one's Walker Bueller coming back. You know, there's a there's a timetable, but you got to know when he's coming back, and you know you're going to have to pitch. Obviously, you got to pitch to win. Where's Tony at after the tremendous first half he had? Where is he at? How much can you expect? You know, Tony might be a good example. He come about an All Star the first half, and then struggled with with injury the second half well the season's just not one half the season's got two halves to it and then another month to it so you gotta you kind of gotta be realistic in, in how you put your team together and what you expect out of your group you need a you know you need 162 games started by somebody 
Yeah, now there's openers, so you may have a dozen games where you're going to kind of mix and match and get through the day. But you do know you need X number of games started by a major league starter. You know that. Where are you going to get them? you get 32 out of Julio, or do you get, do you get 10 out of Gonsolin and 10 out of uh, Perio and, and and other people, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answers to it. But, you know, to your question, I mean, you, you have to look inside and you have to look realistically inside to what you can expect from your own system and from your, your players that are signed uh, and you, you have a chance to have back. That That's where it starts. And then you can then you can make some other decisions. But until you get until I got through that exercise, you know, I, I couldn't spend much time looking on the outside and figuring things out. I had to know what the needs were what the cash was, and what my options were. And I would use every minute of every day, not only dissecting it and cutting through it, but also to make that type of decision and go forward. Ned, good stuff as always. Listen, you'll be at uh, you'll be at Lakeside tonight. When you're done, yes. you can call me and meet me at Foreman's for a drink. Text me your phone number. I'll text you my phone number. I'll text just- me your phone number, and I'll, and I'll do that. All right. And I'll do that. Because, you know, I, I would never take your phone number before because you were going to call me back <laughs> when, the, when the rallies were going the wrong way. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> like, like I didn't know the rally was going the wrong way. <laughs> All right. He called you at 2 a.m. in the morning. Man, what is going on? Yeah. Uh, Say, hey, hey, call Rodney. You work with Rodney. <laughs> All right. Maybe I'll see you later, Ned. Thanks. All right. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on this season, gentlemen. Always good. Got it. All right, who wants to win those Charger Seahawk tickets? 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. Rodney, what number's one in it? I like number five. Hogan and Rodney. Rodney Peace. An athlete. Rodney Peace. A father. Rodney Peace. An L.A. icon. Rodney Peace. And this guy. Red Rogan. <laughs> AM570, L.A. Sports. Hey, Kirk. In East L.A., congratulations. You're going to see the Chargers take on Seattle Sunday. Charger fans don't miss out on NFL action. SoFi Stadium Sunday. Chargers and the Seahawks. The kick's at 125. Get your tickets today at Chargers.com and log on to our Instagram at AM570LA Sports for the chance to win a pair of tickets. Ronnie, Kevin, outstanding. Really appreciate your work as always. Rodney, we'll wrap it up tomorrow. Let's get them. Broken man's dream. A hard lesson. Court cases keep them guessing. Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cost me more to be free than a life in the pen. Making money off of cuss words, writing again. Learn how to think ahead, so I fight with my pen. Late night down sunset, like in the sin. What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell to live and die in LA on bail. My people say. To live and die in LA.